Thank you for joining with us for another episode of Morning Briefings here on the Pipeline Intercession for the President and on our podcast. If you have any dreams that you have about the office of the president, please send them to pip at christiancentershreveport.com. We're so thankful that you all have joined in with us on this prayer journey, and we look forward to standing with you not only today, but in the days ahead. So with that, we'll go ahead and join today's broadcast as we talk about the news and stand on the wall for this nation and the office of the president. Good morning, good morning, everyone. Zach Arsketing coming to you live from North Carolina. And today we want to sing the song of the Lord uh, to help us gain a proper perspective of the season we're in and the and to keep an eternal perspective is really the best way to remind ourselves of situations going on in the world today. And we want to read and start our study um, through Scripture today in Revelations 15. And I want to go through this and then read a commentary that I think gives us a, a great perspective of the realities of what's going on and, and how we can, as we're we're looking at this revival, pray not only for this nation and the office of the president, but, our, but for ourselves and the state of the church as it is right now. And I want to go ahead and read here, if it's big enough, let me blow it up a little bit. Um, Revelations 15, and it's uh, verses 1 through 5 is our, our main focus here. It's talking about a scene from heaven. And he goes, Then I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels who had seven plagues, which are the last, because in them the wrath of God is finished. And I saw something like a sea of glass mixed with fire, and those who had been victorious over the beast and his image, and the number of his name, standing on the sea of glass, holding harps of God. And they sang the song of Moses, the bondservant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, um, and this is obviously supposed to be a song, but I, you don't want me singing, so I'm going to read it. <laughs> Great and marvelous are your works, O Lord God, the Almighty. Righteous and true are your ways, King of the nations. Obviously, it's glorifying God. Who will not fear, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy, for, you are, for all the nations will come and worship before you. For your righteous acts have been revealed. After these things, I looked at the temple of tabernacle testimony, and heaven was opened. And I want to go ahead and read the rest of this chapter because it's very short. So six through eight kind of gives context of, of what is happening here. And it talks about, and the seven angels who had had the seven plagues came out of the temple, clothed in linen, clean and bright, and girded around their chests with golden sashes. Then one of the four living creatures gave to the seven angels seven golden bowls full of wrath of God, who lives forever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power, and no one was able to enter the temple until the seven plagues of the seven angels were finished. Now, some might read that and say, ha ha, yes, Lord is pouring out his justice. Everything is happening um, you know, the way we've been waiting for, the, the unjust will finally uh, have their day of reckoning. Okay, we can look at it that way, or we can be humble and say, oh, Lord, you know, repent of our issues, because uh, there is a coming day where um, unrighteousness will be dealt with. 
and the justifications of that. But I want to read uh, Matthew Hen Henry's commentary on this chapter because I think he gives us proper perspective for what's coming and the Lord's pouring out of his wrath towards the unrighteous, unjust, however you want to see it, the sinner who hasn't repented of his sin and turned towards God. And in his commentary, Matthew Henry, he, he talks about this. He says this, quote, Seven angels appeared in heaven, prepared to finish the destruction of Antichrist, as the measure of Babylon's sin was filled up. It finds the full measure of divine wrath. While believers stand in this world in times of trouble, as upon the sea of glass mingled with fire, they may look forward to their final deliverance. And that's where we are right now. And this is not necessarily a wrong thing. While new mercies call forth new hymns of praise, the more we know of God's wonderful works, the more we shall praise his greatness as the Lord God Almighty, the creator and ruler of all worlds. But his title of Emmanuel, the King of Saints, will make him dear to us. Who that considers the power of God's wrath, the value of his favor, of the glory of his holiness, would refuse to fear and honor him alone. His praise is above heaven and earth. And and this is this next portion here that I want to read is is kind of sums up everything and gives us a good perspective on the outpouring of God's justice here. And he goes on to say, he says, quote, in the judgments God executes upon Antichrist and his followers, he fulfills the prophecies and promises of his words. The sum of thy word is truth. I, I'm adding that in there. Uh, continuing on, quote, these angels are prepared for their work, clothed with pure white linen, their breasts girded with golden girdles, representing the holiness, the righteousness, and excellence of these dealings with men. That portion right there alone of how they're clothed with pure and white linen, representing the holiness, righteousness, and excellence of those dealings with men, is really key as we, we wait for God's divine justice to be out, outpoured. It's not just uh, the celebration of it, which we're seeing a lot in the church today. Is is There needs to be a pure holiness, knowing that when God's wrath comes, the reality of what that means for those who are standing in opposition to his will and to his kingdom here on earth. And he goes on to say about these angels pouring out God's divine justice. He says, they are ministers of divine justice and do everything in pure and holy manner. That's key, pure and holy. They were armed with the wrath of God against his enemies, even the meanest creatures, when armed with the anger of God, will be too hard for any man in the world. The angels receive the veils from one of the four living creatures. Okay, then it goes on to talk about what what actually happens there. But but the the interesting thing thing here is that in their outpouring is they're doing it in a whole a pure and holy manner. And we have to ask ourselves, and and this is even for myself, a, a time of self reflection and conviction of are we as in Joel three seventeen that talks about. Are we being pure? Are we being holy? Are we are we living a righteous life as we represent Christ? Um, and here, these angels who were clothed with pure and white linen, uh, representing the holiness, righteousness, and excellence of these dealings, is is they're pouring out the justice and, and the wrath of God uh, because it came to a point where God said, "All right, enough is enough. You know, Babylon ha sins have filled up." Uh, the bulls per se that they 
they've been given, uh, the grace and the mercy that he has given. And, and so today we just want to, with that understanding, sing the song of the Lamb, Moses' song, as we see here in Revelations 15. And obviously if you can't sing, read it. Um, and, and ultimately Chuck says this is key to understanding what's happening right now about what's going forth and, and decide we have to decide which side of this line do we want to want to be in? Do we want to be hot or do we want to be cold? Uh, as Christ would tell us. And so um, a great point for us to to reflect on, meditate on in, in this day and age. Okay. Now with that, we obviously have um, a lot going on here domestically, but we, we can't forget about some of the decisions that have been made from this administration over the past year and a half, two years, uh, internationally that are affecting our allies and ourselves now and in the, in, in the near future about what's to come. And one of folks first stay up to date about what's going on in Israel. And so over the weekend, we saw, um, have a story that there was an unfortunate incident where a Palestinian gunman injured at least eight people in Jerusalem, some of them Americans, uh, one of them a pregnant woman, and Orthodox Jews, ultra-Orthodox Jews at a bus stop as the ramp was being let down from a public bus. The 25-year-old man, unfortunately Palestinian, uh, went off and shot towards um, innocent bystanders, innocent people on a bus. Now, a few things about this is, okay, this is we have this conflict going on between um, the Palestinians in Gaza and the Jews and the rest of the land, and really towards just the land that the Jews occupy with, in Israel. And the ceasefire has, for the past several days, ceased. There haven't been any rockets coming out of Gaza. Seem, things seem to be working. Um, Israel has, um, as the ceasefire working, opened the Gaza crossing to allow people to go back and forth. But this gentleman was from inside Jerusalem. They say East Jerusalem. They're, they're claiming he doesn't have any affiliation to any jihadist group. Um, but the jihadist groups out there who are there in the land, Hamas is an Islamic jihad are praising the shooting. And something that would is interesting to, to remind ourselves of is when let's let's look at these decisions to understand the realities of the situation is when President Trump pulled funding from the PLO, from these organizations that support these type of groups, and more so the PLO specifically, you didn't see this stuff going on. Now Biden administration comes in, gives the PLO their funding. Now you're starting to see this type of stuff pop off. Uh, with the rockets, shootings, and, and terrorist acts within the land of Israel. So I want to point that as a, a key instrument with everything that's going on, with the Mar-a-Lago incident, everybody can get all upset. Let's remind ourselves of the realities of the situation, of the decisions that are being made in this current White House, and why we want to pray. Pray for that spirit um, of anti-Semitism that's in the White House to just be overthrown. I mean, those within the administration are very adherent and, and open to this, even within the Democratic Party. And so we want to just be aware and, and pray for the peace of Jerusalem in this situation and pray that leaders, current and future leaders, realize the fruits of the decisions that they're making 
in order to hopefully stand on the side of God on this issue, as we read in Revelations, what happens when the wrath of God is poured out. Now, on another international issue, we have five, well, really four um, American politicians, all Democrats, and one um, representative from the, I'm going to make sure I get this right, um, American Samoa, go to Taiwan in order to make dis- have discussions on um, several things uh, in relation between the government and private sector, uh, between U.S.-Taiwan relations. These are the topics, regional security, global supply chains, and climate change. Surprise, surprise. Shocker there. Now, that's not the point of this story. Uh, the point of this story is that as these politicians have gone there, following the lead of Speaker Pelosi, China has since restarted and really ramped up more so uh, their military response and drills towards the possibility of a war with Taiwan. And uh, in partnership with Thailand, they've started to military war games in and around Taiwan. And China, what China doesn't want is more politicians going to Taiwan. This is what some leaders who understand this issue better than I do say, are saying is that as more international leaders go there, it's going to incite China um, and frustrate them because it leads towards Taiwan being considered more of an independent state, and China doesn't want that, which is why they're upset with Nancy Pelosi. These um, four American politicians led by um, Senate Foreign Relations Committee member Ed Markey from going to Taiwan. Now, what does this mean in the future? This is, this is what we want to pray about, be aware about, that that our leaders have an understanding and a grasp about what's going on. Do they? It's yet to be, deter- to be determined. Do they understand what this means? Nikki, again, Nikki, we go back to Nikki Haley's comments of, you know, this is just trying to being upset, trying to be a bully. Um, they whine and they fuss like this, and then reality is they don't really do anything because they don't. They have they just they're voicing their opinion, trying to show their economic strength because they don't. Some believe they they don't want to go to a war. I think that's yet to be de- determined um, as they make these actions towards Taiwan. So we'll need to pay attention to this and pray about this and pray for our leaders, military leaders, about the possible decisions coming up uh, that they'll be faced with and being sober and aware about what's really going on. Now, on the home front, we saw last week the House passed the inflation, quote-unquote Inflation Reduction Act. Um, and if you saw some of the comments from Nancy Pelosi, they're very alarming. Uh, she's talking about this helps deal with the problems with Mother Earth. Um, that's quite alarming to hear from a representative as, as that's very directly New Age. Um, and then there's a host of issues of, yes, there are environmental issues that we could do a better job with, but it, it's it's the question of, are we actually looking at the actual causes of these things and our interactions with how these things are coming about? Um, so that's here on the home front. Now, I want to focus here a little bit on the coming elections because this as we look at that, it brings into perspective the issue 
around the Mar-a-Lago raid. I don't want to go into some of the details about the raid because it's it's still yet to be seen. It's going to have to play out in court to a degree. Not the court of public opinion, uh, which Trump loves to play in, but the reality is, is we understand the goal of this is to either – the spirit is to take out President Trump in some form or fashion. And uh, Lance Wall now reported this weekend that there's a possible assassination attempt plan to take out President Trump from Iran, something we've been praying about, praying against here for a while, even as he was leaving office, something we're going to continue to pray about as, as a warning of the recent assassination of former uh, J- Japanese prime minister. That spirit is starting to – we saw it be released. And so we want to continue to pray for his safety, but also let's let's look at the the landscape here of you know the right saying, oh, this is helping Trump. This is only going to help him. The red wave is going to turn into a tidal wave and a tsunami and all this stuff. But let's keep proper perspective here. Let's keep our emotions in check and those and say, okay, this is what the thirty three percent on the right are are doing from this. What about the 33% on the left? What are they doing? They look at this as even more of a reason, and they're going to if, if he becomes the nominee in 2024 and his agenda and his politicians in these midterms and the, the um, overturning of Roe v. Wade as a reason for them to come out and vote. Now, how many of them will actually be motivated to go out and vote? We saw in Kansas they were more motivated to go out and vote than those who supposedly standing for more biblical moral values. So you, when you look at and keep an objective mind frame of what's really going on in, in, in the spirit and in the natural, natural reveals the spiritual. So we have to keep in mind that could this possibly be what Biden wants? There are those who um, are on the Biden camp and more so the middle ground, that middle 30% who are – glad that this happened and they looked this, at this as is okay if trump runs against biden biden has a chance to beat trump now does that seem out of the norm polls aren't showing that do we believe polls we'll see um i mean you're so far out i think people are being very open and honest about what they really believe and look these are snap snapshots and, and the the point is i'm making is this is that while those on the right are upset and seem to be rightfully so because the claims coming from those on the left are all based upon pure speculation and something to really really be aware of is that you have comments from people who were high up within the CIA and other government official offices who have come out and hinted that Trump deserves execution from the federal government over the belief that Trump has you know, the nuclear codes and all this stuff. That is uh, a far reach, far reach. It hasn't even been proven, number one, that he, number one, has these documents. And then number two, also that he broke any law. That still has to be proven without a shadow of a doubt. To say the least, and all of it is based upon pure speculation. And so, with this, we want to be aware and, and remind ourselves of um, who these people are. 
of the the one who made the tweet was um, I want to make sure I get this right. Uh, former uh, um, CIA director Michael Hayden and MSNBC, MSNBC contributor Michael Beckloss, who tweeted out that when uh, Beckloss reported that when the Rosenbergs gave Joseph Stalin nuclear uh, secret weapons that they were uh, executed in June 1953, and then former CIA head Michael Hayden retweeted the the uh, the post and said, "Sounds about right." So you have these guys who, in the past, were part of some basically underhanded uh, issues where they hid information in regards to Hunter Biden and promoted other issues, and so. We want to be aware about what's going on is, is we're seeing not only from an international level does, say, Iran want to take him out. There are those within the Democratic Party, former people high up. And I think this just shows this. The rot of the swamp that is currently and has been in, in the structure of Washington of those leading our nation, and it's more of a spirit. And things that we we have to get people to realize the reality of these decisions and the future leaders to come need to realize that. And so we again we sit here and we see what the the ramifications of this issue on Mar-a-Lago are. Is it's really splitting hairs. Those who who are for Trump are entrenching themselves. Those who are against Trump are entrenching themselves. And those who kind of have it picked aside are trying to see what happens. Um, and that's – it's going to fall out that way. And so I want to bring up these maps as we gear up towards um, some more primaries this week with um, – tomorrow you have Alaska primaries and Wyoming primaries. Uh, polls do not lean well for uh, Cheney. In Wyoming, very interesting there. A lot of dirt has been coming up. But I want to point this out, is these several maps, is when we look at some of these races that are up for contention, I'm pulling up these Real Clear Politics polls because Real Clear Politics seem to be the most accurate because they like to take both sides of the polling. If you look here in the middle, there's eight seats up for toss-up which could really swing where the Senate goes. These are the current Senate battles. So you have these seats up for contention that are, are could possibly go either way. Um, Arizona's race with Kelly, Georgia's Warnock, uh, New Hampshire's Hassan, and North Carolina's Open. Um, it's leaning Republican here as um, the current representative is resigning. Nevada race, Pennsylvania race, uh, Wisconsin race, and Ohio race. And then you have some leaning GOP with uh, Rubio's race, most likely GOP in Alaska and Missouri. Then you have some that lean left in Colorado, Connecticut, and Washington. So these eight races right here are up for contention. You live in these states. Here, This is prayer. And praying for those people who will come out in the midterms uh, in the next couple months to vote based upon biblical moral values. And I'll say this, is Democrats are playing a very smart strategy of putting up proponents that they believe will they will be able to easily defeat. 
Does that mean they're the right person? Could it backfire on them? And the reality is, is praying for the people who actually vote and praying that those who are involved with the voting process allow a fair vote to actually come forward. Now, let's go over to the governor's race, races that are actually out there. Um, and really, this deals more with things at a local level. And so you have several seats, 10, 10 governor's seats up, really a toss-up that are really close is what it means. Um, that could go really either way. And um, the first being Georgia, Kansas, um, Maine, Michigan, Minneapolis, Nevada, New Mexico, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Arizona. They could possibly go either way. Uh, and this really deals with, okay, you have things coming down the line. Is You want people who can look at the facts, look at the reality of whatever's to come, and hopefully decide what's best for their constituents and not stand in the way of what the Lord would want for that state, for the sovereignty of that state. And so if you live in these states, these are, are things to pray about. And if you don't, let's say you, you live in a state where righteousness is upheld and life is, is something that's stood for, these are, there are states to start praying for. I just want to give a landscape of, of what's out there, of what's to come and where things kind of lie. And then you have um, the House polls, which they're all over the map. Um, there's really no like good map like there is for um, the House and the governor's races. So, it, and I would say there's more seats there available. Is we'll we'll have to just see where things lie there. Um, but again, it goes depending on the district, depending on the region. Um, Think some things are up for, for up for grabs. Some are hard left. Some are hard right. Things to pray for, and, and I say that to say, is we we're coming closer towards the midterms. We want to hit this one hard. Is praying that people are aware of the times and seasons, and ultimately that they they would have the heart of the Father when they use their vote to go out and vote based upon biblical moral values and, and the five foundations. Going back to Genesis, that when taken away and not stood for, really degrade the nation and society, not only in a natural sense, but in a spiritual sense. And so we want to be aware, be be understanding that sometimes this stuff that's going on can be a distraction with what's going on over here. And Chuck always talks about this. He says, pay attention to Israel. Always pay attention to Israel because that will really tell you where things are are at in a spiritual sense, as you know, attacks start coming against Israel. You're starting to see the the natural the natural really does reveal the spiritual. And as these attacks start coming towards innocent people who are getting off of a bus, like this is what happened in Palestine. The bus went up, the wheelchair ramp was going down. As people were waiting for the wheelchair ramp to go down, the guy opened up fire. For the bus driver, he did his best to try to get out of there, but what he was saying is, and he told police, is that it's really impossible to move as the wheelchair ramp is down because the car goes in the lock, it stabilizes, the van uh, stabilizes, so he has to decide, what do I what do? I do? And so he was kind of stuck there for a second. Um, and that's unfortunate, but the reality is, is the enemy's out there strategizing, it's planning. The, the reality is we have to look at 
some of the decisions being made by this administration and the fallout of this and be aware, be sober of the times and seasons that we are in and praying for the office of the president. And yes, praying for future elections, praying for future votes, races in the midterms, primaries. Um, but let's not get distracted about what is going on with this administration. Yes, there are, are battles for the future nominees and potential presidents in the future. But at the end of the day is is that stuff's going to play out in court. I want to be aware that the and, and pray that the truth comes out on those issues. But even if something were to happen what is where is the lord at in all of this what what is what is he saying if, if one candidate is unable to to run based upon false allegations is okay can we be sober and aware not rush out and make emotional stances and do things that would harm the future of this nation and the momentum that has been building and really stay focused on the plan of the Lord for the season ahead. And so we just really want to be aware, not do something out of emotion, but respond within the proper mindset and frame and the rules and the laws that are given to us just to be able to go out and vote and vote people out of office. Again, I'm going to say this again. I'm going to harp on this. There's the national numbers, but let's focus on the most recent numbers in Kansas. There was upwards of 850,000 Republicans who were registered to vote. When the abortion vote on the amendment to protect the right to life at the state constitutional level, only those who voted yes to protect it at the state constitutional level, only 350,000 voted for it. Of the 350,000 Democrats, they all voted for it, against it, and then got 200,000 votes somewhere else to be able to push away uh, and vote down this amendment that was there. So that shows the numbers are there. People, number one, have to go out and vote and then vote based upon biblical moral values. And those numbers play out on a national level. And yes, what Rick Joyner is saying is there are those who don't approve of the way the Republican Party is going. And I would agree 100% with that, as I feel like we and, and most people as the numbers show, don't agree with that, but we need to be aware of the times and seasons that, that we are in and the situations that rise before us and understanding to vote based on biblical moral values. And if those people who are in office can't, then primary them, get them out. Um, so I close with that. Blessings to each and every one of you uh, as we enter into a new week, standing on the wall, praying for the office of the president. And then as today, as we sing the song of the Lord to uh, help us understand the times and seasons that we are in. So blessings, and I will see you guys tomorrow. Have a good one.